Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Fancy Fitbar Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of fantasy football. I am joined as ever by the man who has been dubbed the voice of Scottish football, Mr. Robert Scobie. <laughs> good evening. <laughs> How are you doing there, Scobie? Yeah, I am good today. I'm good today. It's, uh, do you know, it's always nice to do the pod. Whatever's going on in life, always nice to tune in and do the pod. I have a bit of a natter about this for 40 minutes. Totally agree with you. I'm fresh from uh, another eat out to help out, so I'm, I'm buzzing. You're really helping out, John. Yeah, yeah, really helping out. Uh, before we start this week, we just want to give a big shout out to our best friend, Duncan. It's his 30th birthday today, or would have been his 30th birthday today. Uh, so this one's for you, pal. Thank you, mate. I'm sure you've been top of the league. So it's at this point I please uh, remind all our listeners Thanks again for joining guys uh, You can follow us at FitzBarPod on Twitter Where we give you lots of patter Throughout the week And you can know when the pod comes out You'll be listening on, to us Either on Acast or iTunes Where you can please, please, please leave us a review I quite like the idea, Scobie Of the podcast getting well rated that, So that, you know, with NFL Fantasy coming up, that some guy Called like Willis in New York Hits fantasy football thinking he's going <laughs> to find out About the latest New York Jets Developments and then he's hearing your Shite patter about Hamilton uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining that so, yeah, so someone, someone in some uh, arse end of America Trying to get some fancy tips and that how long would they get through this before they realise they're on the wrong party? I think. I think they've already turned off. <laughs> they wouldn't understand us the perfect. <laughs> I hope you haven't turned off already, listener. Thanks again for joining us, as we say. So, uh, how are we running this pod this week? So, part one, we'll be talking you through the developments of the pod, uh, the, of the game. There always seems to be new developments. Well, there's always something to talk about. We're learning every week. It's week six, and I still feel like I only know 50% of the game, so we'll try our best to take you through that. There's also been another rake of signings this week. Uh, Trans windows going mad, so we will put our best spin, fancy football spin, on all of those signings. Part two, Scobie will take us through the games. And then in part three, we have once again asked the Twitter sphere for some questions, and they have come back with thousands of questions. So we'll do it's amazing. Best. It's do so have- good. I've, and, and a nice tweet from the makers, um, who clearly, uh, I'm sure have this on in the office every week. Uh, but, but nice tweet tonight uh, just saying how much they love the fancy uh, football Scotland community and, and it's and it's true really nice um, always good fun to chat through the week with everyone um, and sort of commentate through the games um, at the weekend so cheers again to everyone for reaching out your questions are banging as ever absolutely so Scobie do you want to please kick us off on what signing uh, took your eye this week um, it's a man with a checkered past in the Scottish League um, and it kind of popped up out of nowhere uh, not least because he's been playing in um, the arse end of nowhere for the last um, few years but Anthony Stokes uh, signed a one-year deal with Livingston um, and joins the game at 4.8 million there was um, some amusing um, discussion around how, what from, from the makers of the game they, they tweeted from the official account and asked what people what they thought his value should be, and we had all sorts of uh, we had all sorts of estimations from about five or six million down to one of my favourites was twenty bob and a bag of ching. Um, so there you go, Anthony Stokes. Uh, but just just to take a look at him, I think he is an interesting player to focus a little bit on. I mean, he's been on a magical mystery tour since leaving Hibs in two thousand and eighteen. Played for um, such big names as Apollon Smyrny, Tractor, 
Adana, Demirspor, and Persepolis out in uh, Azerbaijan. So, uh, you know what's clear? Your pronunciation of these teams or his career. <laughs> uh, no, but to be serious for a minute, I mean, when he was uh, obviously uh, very successful seasons at Celtic, he was a younger man at that point, I, um, I will admit. But it was still getting the job done 2017, 2018 for Hibs. Seven goals in that last season, four goals in the league as well, um, and a number of assists. So I, I'm interested to see where he comes in. I don't think 4.8 million is a bad estimation for him. I must admit, I've definitely looked at him a bit this, uh, this this week. What's your thoughts on him, John? It just feels a touch touch pricey for me, 4.8. Just, just because he has been, as you say, off the radar for so long. He's obviously had very successful uh, careers at both Celtic and Hibs. So he's a proven uh, goal scorer at this level. And if he does score goals then he will be be there but at 4.8 million if he'd come in at the low four four mark I'd have been thinking about taking him mm-hmm. in and there's a good price but I think you just have to sit and wait and see what happens to him That's yeah I mean the notable thing is that I think he only played seven games across two clubs last season um I would like to see the nick of them turning up at training um especially when you're sponsored by Tony Macaroni but um so yeah an interesting signing who who caught your eye this week He's uh, got well. I think Morelos, you know, whether or not his driving into teammates' cars is true or not, uh, Morelos was not in the Rangers squad at the weekend, and apparently has had some sort of bust up with Steven Gerrard, and there is chat that Lille are the most likely club to come in again. So. I think that's a big outgoing. Uh, a lot he's in a lot of people's teams, and I'd be yeah, you'd be wanting to get to, to think he's going to leave. I suppose, and just on breaking news is that Lionel Messi has announced that he wants to leave Barcelona. So I just caught I just caught one of my favourite articles I've seen so far is on Glasgow Live Sport, and it says the highly rated Messi has scored 634 goals in 731 games for Barcelona, despite failing to score to find the targets against Al McGregor at Ibrox in 2007. <laughs> he is a target. I mean, what price would Lionel Messi be in fantasy football Scotland? Do you think he'd be higher or lower than Stokes? Yeah, you, I mean, you, do, <laughs> you make a very good point. No, I am interested to see in all seriousness which Scottish club he chooses um, in the end. <laughs> but that'll be one for a, for a future game week. Yeah, um, and... Another guy, uh, Marley Watkins, has just joined uh, joined Aberdeen. So he's the latest striker to join Aberdeen. You know, Aberdeen have had Cosgrove injured, Main injured, then Edmondson arrived from Leeds, got injured. So this is the new one in because uh, he uh, Derek doesn't trust Anderson up top. Uh, so Marley Watkins has joined on a short term loan until January and is coming at four point five million. So a little bit more keenly priced, I think. And uh, I'll come on to it later, but I thought it looked uh, pretty decent for Aberdeen. Uh, became a focal point of the team, had some nice touches, and was actually unlucky not to get on the score sheet yeah. against Livingston. So he's he's an interesting one there. Do you have any other on, on your list there, signings-wise? Uh, I've just seen you know, one flash up recently uh, for the St Mirren fans out there. Dylan Connolly uh, just signed for St Mirren's, uh, previously at AFC Wimbledon, team you know well, and um, was out on loan at Bradford City as well. So... Uh, Irish guy winger um, could be an interesting signing for them. Uh, St. Mirren obviously started really well this season, so um, yeah, good to see them continue to build. Sure. And then the big, I suppose, the, uh, probably the biggest bit of transfer news um, that, that there has been this week is is uh, Turnbull to Celtic. And is that or is that not going to happen? We're recording on uh, it's a Tuesday night, Scobie, I believe. Uh, this hasn't happened yet, but it is starting to sound like it is going to happen. 
Don't worry, I'll manage to edit it in if it does happen, John. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, lots to happen. And then, and then from, from the app point of view, I think that probably brings us on to an interesting point, one that a few people have raised. Obviously, they've kind of set a precedent by offering a free transfer um, to to uh, those that had, for example, Lyndon Dykes uh, after he moves. I took them up on that offer um, last week. Um, but it looks like if it was uh, within the league, that might not be the case. Is that right? Yeah, no, I think um, if he moves within the league, you just are forced to make that transfer. That's your one transfer for the week. Well, if you've already got three Celtic assets there, right, isn't it? Yes, I believe so. I believe so. So you could potentially, if it happens at the wrong time, be sitting there, you know, with Turnbull clogging up your team and earning nil plus. Yeah. So uh, just that, let me ask you this question. What noise is this to you here, Scooby? Ooh. Tell me, John, tell me. That is the knives sharpening because it is the COVID-8 and bowling goalies SFA hearing at the end of this week. For the listeners' context, John does all his own sound effects. <laughs> so my knives are blunt, but they need to sharpen them. So watch out, listeners. If you're trying to think about putting any of those Aberdeen COVID-8 in your team, just hold on until after Thursday because I have a feeling they are going to be made an example out of whether they deserve it or not. I think that just about sums us up. Yep. Just had a couple of extra points on this part <laughs> to bear with us. So I have to thank the listeners. Uh, on Twittersphere, I put out a vote at the end of last week. Should I wildcard or should I take a minus four? 135 of you voted. 59% said I shouldn't wildcard. So I didn't wildcard. So now, listeners, rather than you blaming me for my shite advice, I can now blame you for your shite advice. Uh, <laughs> and, and one last point on this part. Uh, is that have you seen who is top of the overall Master League, Scobie? We are in Fantasy Premier League royalty. It is the FPL general is oh. sitting top of the league. Just shows there's a bit of talent and a bit of skill to this game, I think. And general, if you ever want to come on this pod and uh, give us some advice, you're more than welcome. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we've had a bit of interaction with him, I think, on the old Twitter. Uh, so, yeah, please get in touch. I uh, manage certain news and stuff. All right. We will move on. Let's crack on. Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's Fantasy Fitbar pod. This is the part where we look back on the week's games. Scobie, you will take us through the games. Where do you want to start? Well, do you know what? I'm going to just start um, with a little point summarising uh, what I felt was probably not the most uh, thrilling um, of, of kind of weekends, um, but certainly from a fantasy perspective, uh, a very interesting one. Something we seem to see emerging, is, and, I, and I'm, I don't think we see that all often in other fantasy equivalents, is quite a lot of the uh, sort of top-priced players in the league just haven't really brought many returns. Um, so an interesting run of stats, if we look at the top 10 most expensive strikers um, in the league, only four of them have scored double figures at this point, which I think is pretty interesting. There's been a few people that have just been, um, you know, completely misvalued um, or, or, or certainly has been shake-ups within the squad. What we put that down to, I don't know. The trend continues... 
Sorry, John. Do you think that's a, do you think that's something to do as well? I think just you know, these guys haven't played for over six months, or the teams haven't played for over six months. And it's just like that lack of cohesion going forward might have something to do with it. Yeah, I think it is that. I think it's been a really interesting year as well, as we've talked about plenty, and we'll go into it again this week. But the way that some teams have just quite impressed is this this year they've been playing quite a different style of football. I don't know if not having fans has affected teams and not giving them quite you know the strength that they might have had at home, but. Um, you know, there's been goals coming from interesting places. There's also been clean sheets from teams that we've not seen always traditionally keep them. So um, I just think it's an interesting one. It just shows that this, you know, this game, um, you know, continues to sort of surprise us. To just go on that theme and run through them quickly, only five of the 10 most expensive midfielders have scored double figures. And then interestingly, and this is probably a no surprise to us, seven of the 10 um, most expensive defenders have scored um, double figures. And obviously... Tavernier on 44 points and Barisic on 50 points are just absolutely miles ahead of anyone else you know across the league so it's really interesting the way it shapes up and I think this week was probably another example of that where we had a lot of clean sheets and therefore a lot of points for defenders so starting on that I'm going to kick us off with the Rangers Kilmarnock game um, obviously as you've mentioned there's been a few problems for um, old Alfredo um, he was left out of the squad completely now last week we kind of um, surmised as to what might happen if he goes or if Kent goes um, but obviously they brought in uh, two players recently both of them started Itten and Roth with Rafe. a double F according to the kit man at Rangers did you see that calamitous, <laughs> that calamitous moment today <laughs> or on Saturday your, your pronunciation you yeah, I know it was, like, it was like he sort of listened to my uh, phonetic uh, spelling of it um, yeah you get more of the Castori um, sort of calamity uh, you know uh, uh, that's sort of engulfing Ibrox at the moment um, but yes Roof started up top um, obviously got himself on the score sheet goes away you know with his first goal uh, I thought he was impressive thought he played very well um, yeah. he looks like he could definitely be the, 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 ma- the main man going forward for Rangers up front um, especially if Morelos does leave yeah, and interestingly, I, you know, we, we, we talked to this, I talked to somebody last week about it who kind of thought he would be, you know, if Kent left, somebody they'd probably play out wide, you know, and actually think that maybe Ethan would be up front. But the way that they've, you know, they, they set themselves up on Saturday, it was the other way around. And I thought he was really good uh, on Saturday. Bags of energy, just, you know, just just really obviously enjoying his time at a new club and, uh, and took his goal well. Um, obviously, this is becoming a regular feature as well. Another clean sheet for Rangers. When will they concede? Um, an assist from Tab and Barisic. I mean, you almost don't have to look anymore. You just know that one of them will have got the assist. Um, so they're, just, they're very, just so far up the field. Like Tab's assist for Kent wasn't even, the, you know, he's in the box with them. Um, they just they, these guys are these guys are the, like the almost the focal point of Rangers' attacking system, especially the way that Gerrard's got two defensive mids in midfield in centre mid. So it does look like I mean you just have to have basically have to have both of these guys, especially with the way that the Rangers' uh, defensive record is going just now. Yeah. Um, and, and that leads us in I think nicely to to who I thought was the best player of the part was Ryan Kent. Uh, he looks really, really good this year. Actually, probably coming off a decent amount of form towards the tail end of last season. Yeah. And I know we're talking about these midfielders and strikers that aren't delivering on returns, but is Kent, is Kent becoming the one midfielder that is worth that premium listing? Very, very good point. Very good point. I would I'd have to agree, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's just been a different class, hasn't he? He's playing with so much confidence. Does he know that people are watching him? Perhaps. Um, 
but yeah, I think he's been brilliant. Uh, on the other side of the pitch, and uh, talking of selections, Kur uh, Kabamba got the kiss of death from me last week. Um, I said that he was a player to consider in that price bracket, and he was swiftly dropped to bench. And Brophy finally got the nod uh, up top. Um, but you know, I just didn't think come on, it were really at the races on Saturday. Um, I think they've got a nice run of fixtures coming up. Uh, now that they're through that, let's remember they've played at both of the old firm sides. Um, and when they've not been playing them, they've looked really good this season. So I think definitely hold on to your Kamarnik assets. Um, but that was obviously a, a tough game. And to be fair, they're probably coming away with 2-0. I don't think they'll be that gutted. Um, moving forward, uh, my favourite game of, um, of the weekend. Um, and I don't know if it was yours too, John, but St Mirren, Ross County. Um, obviously took top billing. Um, and that man again, that man we've spoken about for the last couple of weeks, Jonathan Abika, on the score sheet once I mean, again. He, was... I absolutely love this man. He's a brilliant striker. He just looks like he just has, he's got the sniff around the goals that will just that will just take him there. He's sniffing the goals and he's and he's scoring the goals. And it was brilliant to see. It was a it was a it was a trademark finish from Obika, the big man up top. Uh, he looks. I think he still looks like a snip at 4.2 million. If I had my way, and the Twitter sphere told me to go with my wild card, Obika would have been in my team. Sadly, he wasn't. But you know what? I love the man so much that I was delighted to see him score. And at the <laughs> other end of the pitch, at the other end of the pitch, another fantasy football pod favourite, the Lord Tate, Lord oh. of Remshire. What a goal line clearance! Like that, he clearance. extra points for that. Like overhead kick off the line, it was outrageous. He's been an absolute revelation, hasn't he? What, the, the Lord of Renfrewshire, as he's known. I mean, he, he's been an absolute revelation, and a player I think Motherwell would be hoping uh, that they had in their uh, team this season, given their um, fairly appalling um, record at the back. Um, yeah, I'll be on the score sheet, as we've just been saying, it's his ninth goal in 2020 so in all seriousness you've got to consider him I mean it was some calamitous stuff at the back from Ross Country as I call them um, but big Ross Stewart who I put my faith in last week I've now got two of the Rosses in my team I'm collecting them uh, I thought he was a threat as ever in the air he should have scored if it yeah. wasn't obviously for the man Tate um, I hope not, not, not to not to completely uh, piss all over your chips as I like to do on a weekly basis, Scooby. But I did just see a rumor tonight that the that, that, um, clubs are in for Ross Stewart, and that Kettlewell has had to um, bat away some very insignificant bids right now. Um, but I will remind everyone that this window does not shut for some reason until the fifth of October. Um, so he he may not last. I just just get their hands off of Scottish Premiership players. He's a good footballer. When I keep him in a league, we're a treasure chest, John. That's why. But you you break my heart with that kind of news. I must say. Well, he's, I'm going to ride him until that moment, uh, the same way I did Lyndon Dykes. Um, absolute stinking challenge from Shaughnessy. Uh, those of you that had him and took the minus point, I was absolutely deserved. Yeah. So on, on, on this point about Shaughnessy, so he got sent off, right, on about 62 minutes, at which point St Mirren were keeping a clean sheet. So in the game, Shaughnessy still got clean sheet points. Like that, that, that can't be right, right? Like number one, he got sent off. And then number two, they still considered a goal later on. Like some, there's something wrong there. He was sent off in 63 minutes or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, come on, that needs to be looked at. Um, I think that's, yeah, I don't think that's quite right. And also, that was bloody Ross Stewart you're about to break the leg of. 
I'll come for you. Um, yeah, but I think the old uh, United States of Ross should have won it actually at the end with Mackay. He had a um, he had a golden chance um, after you know Garden brought them back into it. Uh, I thought Mackay should have buried that chance. Um, but it was you know, it was an entertaining game. I I enjoyed it. They both play their football as we've said week in week out, and and, it, and they're always a pleasure to watch. St Mirren uh, as a as a sort of Note there, uh, you know, a run of fixtures that they wouldn't exactly be quaking in their boots at with St Johnston, Hibs, Dundee United, Kilmarnock, and Aberdeen coming up. Um, it'll be in your team. It'll be in your team. I mean, as you say, you just look at the differences in, in, in the finishing quality there. Billy Mackay is about half a million more expensive than Abika. Yeah. He's missing easier chances. Absolutely. Um, next match, um, as ever, I'll let you take this one. Aberdeen Livingston, entertaining clash. What did you make of it? Uh, we start in the second half. It was an entertaining clash. The first half was uh, was was pretty poor. Uh, there was not a lot going on. So, so we will just talk about the second half. Uh, <laughs> in squad, and uh, Aberdeen actually made it two wins on the spin for the first time since November. Uh, which is quite something normally under McInnes to go through. So a lot of you have been asking on Twitter, where can you get your value in midfield? Well, let me try and make an argument for one of these Aberdeen midfield assets. First of all, I will take you to Ryan Hedges. He's 4 million. He's got a lovely hairband and he's Welsh. He scored a goal uh, against St. Johnston and he then got a great assist uh, for Scotty Wright in this game. Probably goal of the weekend, I thought. Uh, with about a double one-two between the two of them. So he's four million. He started against uh, Livy as well. So he's now becoming a bit more in McInnes' plan. So it's not a bad shout and he's on form. And then the other man takes me in nicely is Scotty Wright. And I did tip Scotty Wright on the last pod. He looked very, very lively um, against the Johnston. And he had a lovely finish uh, from Ryan Hedges' um, assist on the weekend. And at 3.7 million, he's a bit cheaper. Uh, so get him in your team potentially. And then that takes me nicely on to the third Aberdeen asset in midfield that I'm going to talk about, and that is Lewis Ferguson. Now, he's £4 million, but he, now with um, Sam Cosgrove out injured, he is on penalties for Aberdeen. And because he won the penalty for Aberdeen, he not only got five points for scoring the penalty, he got two points for winning the penalty, so he got seven points from that entire play and got nine points in a day. How about that for a return, Scobie? And just to clarify, have you got any of them in your own team? Uh, no. Obviously, <laughs> I love the analysis. I love the research. And I think uh, Hedges was the one I was going to call out. I thought he was silky for that second goal. What a lovely assess. Um, but he does look a player. Um, Joe, and then Joe, the only other guy that just is settling in beautifully is Ross McCrory, who is the twin of the goalkeeper at Livingston McCrory. Did you know that, Scobie? Yeah, actually. Yeah, they're twins. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, so they were playing against each other the weekend. Now, Ross McCrory's played 180 minutes for Aberdeen. He's played 45 minutes as a centre-half and a back three, 45 minutes at right-back, 45 minutes in central midfield, and 45 minutes as a centre-back in, no, in a back four. And he's probably looked the best player in the pitch in all those 180 minutes. Looks like a great signing. Probably not for your fantasy football, though. Um, well... Talking of goalkeepers and his brother, uh, Joe, Joe, I believe it's pronounced Super Joe, Super Joe Lewis, looked a bit uh, clueless for that Libby reply, did he not? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know who was calling Things him that. Out the window. It was, you were banging the drum for him last week, but uh, was, yeah, let you down there. Nice uh, he didn't let me down. Tell you what though, Jack Fitzpatrick, is it Fitzpatrick? 
Fitz Wake, Fitz whoever at Livingston. I can't read what I've written down Fitz's there. Fitz's name. What? Fitz's name. Fitz's name. Jack Fitz's name is a centre half at Livy. <laughs> what an assist. He's like a Fitz like Water. He went Fitz Water. He's like a Water. Coming up. He was like a wizard down the wing. A centre half, 2.3 million. I mean, if he does assists like that every week, maybe you should be having John Guthrie in your team. There's John, and listen, again, we're segueing, oh, lovely segueing all tonight, John. <laughs> There's some defenders that have just got fantastic value out of nowhere and get you points. And you might have even stuck them in on the bench just to make up the numbers a bit. Um, but that brings us on to the Motherwell uh, v Hamilton, uh, the big the big derby, uh, the, the South Lanarkshire derby, is it known as? Um, yeah. Yes, that that was a um, one to forget. As most of the what's the smell, mother? Well, what's the smell, mother? Well, well, mother? Well, your honking start has continued. The yeah. Steelmen have failed to score in four of their five opening matches and have taken just two points from what looked a very decent opening run of fixtures. Overall, it's one Premiership win in 13 for Stephen Robinson's side. And there was rumours that he was sniffing around a Northern Ireland job. And I just wonder, have the players seen his his head has been turned and have they stopped playing for him, Scobie? Well, did you see his comments after the game, which I thought was a, you know, a fairly odd one to make, uh, you know, so openly afterwards where he said... Um, Needs to, you know, changes need to come. He needs to get the players doing the right thing. And if he's not the right man for it, you know, then he'll have to make way for someone else, basically, which was a fairly strange thing to say out of nowhere. You know, you think you at least keep yeah. that to yourself, um, you know, five games into the season. I thought Turnbull was great. He'd be called up to the Scotland 21 uh, squad. And I think, again, he kind of looked like a man who knew the scouts were watching him. He, everything came through him. It was basically him, V. Fulton, the goalie, uh, for the whole of the first half. I thought, he played very well, Fulton. Um, I think, you know, if not for him, Motherwell would have got that, that breakthrough. Um, but yes, talking of these these defenders, you know, with, with, they were very cheap there, just would be dripping in points last weekend. Um, a Dolphin had a yeah. glorious chance, which he missed, before making up with it with an absolute stunner of a dying header. Um, so that paired with his, uh, with his clean sheet at 2 million. I think, yeah. he got, I think he got 13 points in the weekend. I think, I think you'd be so um, excited if you really if you owned him from a fantasy perspective. Just as the point you made, it was the corner just before that he nearly scored from, and then he's yeah. still getting himself in the front of the six-yard box that diving header for the next one. Like he looks such a danger from set pieces, and as we always say, right off Hamilton at your peril, they will come back to bite you. Absolutely. And look, I don't hate their run. I mean, they've got Rangers next. So, you know, forget that. But after that, Livingston, Kilmarnock, Dundee United, Hibs. They've got to play Aberdeen at some point as well within that. But, you know, if you've got a free transfer going, if you're happy with the look of your squad, he's not a bad man to bring in on the bench. He might bring you some points at some stage this season. Uh, and he looks absolutely delighted with his goals. So, so that was a good one. Um, moving on to another 1-0. A um, bit of a drab one. Hibbs St. Johnston. Uh, Kevin Nisbet's midweek injury kept him off the field, but that was only kind of announced quite late. So I think that probably caught a lot of managers, including myself, out. Um, a couple of disallowed goals in the game. A uh, bit of a shaky start. Boyle almost got one. Um, and it was a bit back and forth before a, before a right clusterfuck, I think is the technical term, in the box, um, which I then saw Hibbs being uh, awarded a penalty um, that Malin duly dispatched. 
Is Malin worth consideration again? He's quite expensive, I've always felt. And again, for a midfielder, coming back to your point, can you trust them? I would say no. I think I think with 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 um, with, with with Hibbs as well. You're not looking so many. I think there's a lot of options in defence. You know, we chat. Everyone knows about Josh Doig, but even then, you've got Hanlon at the back there as well. That's actually still under three million, so just not a bad, a bad way to look at it as well. And then also just yeah, the the the, the question of where, where where the where was Kevin Nisbet, Jack Ross. In future, if you're listening to this pod, can you just give us a wee heads up that Kevin's gone and injured himself during the week so we can get him out of our teams? Yeah. Um, and now I'm reading between the lines in his interview, and you're like, and he's like, oh, well, he's just out for this game. So, I, you know, you're hoping it's only going to be a week or two because mm. I don't really want to. I mean, I've got so many other things to sort out in my team that I don't want to be sorting out super Kevin this <laughs> <laughs> um, Josh Doig continues to be uh, one of the steals of the season. He scored uh, 10 points, 7 points and 7 points in his last three games. Um, great return if you, if you had him from the start and you kept with him. Uh, and I think that's, that's, that's probably one thing to note under, under Ross. Hibbs just seem to be grinding games out a bit more certainly this season. They've always kind of been famously um, you know, on the wrong side. Uh, we, we don't always get the rubber green for those sort of games, um, but, but they just seem a bit grittier this season. And, uh, yeah, they're keeping pace with Rangers, so good on them. Uh, talking of keeping pace with Rangers, uh, we'll move on to the last game of the weekend, which we've not discussed, which was Celtic-Dundee United. Um, Celtic were a bit rusty, were they not? Yeah, I thought they were pretty rusty. The one guy that uh, really caught my eye in this game was Ryan Christie. I thought, um, you know, as rusty as Celtic were, whenever they were getting forward, and especially from a fantasy football perspective, it was that man, Ryan Christie, in the final third, getting on the last assist for the, for the shot or making the shot himself. He's on every set piece. And it just, it maybe makes you think that Ryan Christie is going to be that guy that blows up in the coming weeks. And, and do you try and get him in your team? Yeah, I mean, he's, he is expensive at 7.3 million. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's not James Forrest at 8.5 million with eight points. He's not exactly, if he's in anyone's team still, you would obviously just stop playing. Um, but yeah, I think Christy looked really good from a Scotland's fan's point of view. That was also good to see yeah. as an aside. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think Eddie should have had a goal reshape the posts instead um, and, and they just looked they were just a little moments I thought Frimpong have also got my team was a bit frustrating just overplayed a couple of balls he was always in the right positions and I think they'll come together you know I think they will start scoring goals uh, they've got obviously a, you know a great run as we've discussed um, right, and just then, just there, I've got Cal McGregor in my team I've actually taken him out I've, uh, to free up some funds to get Barisic in at the back uh, I've given up on him he was 5.2 million um, I can't be arsed with him he's not yeah, gonna, I don't think he's offering you much there and then one man who did, who did come on and, uh, and, and seal the win um, Michelle Ajeti, um, as, we'll, as we'll know him uh, following last week's episode and John's revelations um, first goal for Celtic um, look, look good when he came on didn't he yeah, yeah, he looked decent. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, great for getting the goal. Um, I'm sure Michelle Keane will be absolutely delighted. Uh, I'm still a bit... Pricey. On our pod. <laughs> um, still a little bit pricey for me, especially as I think it will be Edward plus one up front if Celtic go to up front going forward. Probably not for me. To, to, to just jump on to Dundee United for a second, uh, the, the Scotland squad has just come out. So uh, Shank the Tank, Lawrence Shankland, is called up for the Scotland squad. Now, this just gets me thinking, does Steve Clark 
believe that Shank the Tank is going to get a couple of games before the international break, and therefore, is he worth a look? Um, however, he was initially pricing the game at six million. It's now down to five point seven. I don't think that price has come down enough yet to justify putting in your team. So maybe one just to watch if he does come back because United are playing well. They, uh, they, they, they're tough to break down, and, mm-hmm. and if they put quality like Shankland up going up top, and we're seeing yep. how difficult it is to find goals out there, yep. maybe Shankland will be the man in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and I, and I do, and I just and I'll share it to one other Dundee United player, like Seagrass. Um, and if you've got him, at, you know, in goal, I thought he was, I thought he was brilliant. He should have had a clean sheet, really. Um, wasn't his fault at all for the goal. He was, he was great all game. So yeah, they are good. That's, a, that's a pure. Uh, so it's just from a frustrating point again. I mean, I, I love the game, I love it, but like Seagrass made nine saves in this game, right? So that would have been if they had the save points in this in this game, he'd be getting a point for that. Absolutely. You know, he'd probably be getting three bonus points. He'd probably be getting man in a match. I thought it was absolutely excellent. Yeah. And it's a little bit frustrating and it's something we'll come on to with the questions is where where do you get your goalkeeper value in this game? Because if Seagrass can make nine saves against uh, against Celtic and still only come away with two points, you just sort of yeah. you are just punching the wall with frustration. Couldn't agree more. Welcome back to part three of this week's Fantasy Fitback Pod. This is the part that you guys are all waiting for. I know it is your questions answered. Scooby, are you ready? I am. I feel so much pressure in this section, I must say. I feel like decisions are made off the back of these answers. It's a lot well, of pressure. It's, it's a like lot there is a lot of pressure. To be honest, I don't know how much advice people take from us. We'll do our best again, guys. We have Karam Taser. He says, I have two questions actually this week. So I will say them both and then you can go scoping. So question number one, which midfielders are worth owning for the mid to long term? There seems no consistency from anyone but Ryan Kent. And number two, who are the best Kevin Nisbet replacements? And your view on the price reveals for Stokes and Watkins. That's a what a question. That could be a whole episode. Right. Do you know what? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the second question first because um I've gotten his bit and he's like so I'm um do you know what I'm gonna shuffle some things around and this might not necessarily answer your question, but I think now is the time um to bring Kamar Roof in. I think it's six point nine million, he's expensive. But he is um, potentially going to be, you know, one of the top tier strikers, and I think now is the time. You're already at, you know, five point four million for Nisbet. I would definitely, definitely look at him um, from from that point of view. Other options, um, we've talked about Abika already, and he could probably bring some value elsewhere. Uh, Christian Dodge, I think having a nice season two and probably brings a like for like. So for me, it's probably one of those three. But personally. I'm going to go for Roof. You're going for Roof. There you go. Heard John, you want to take question one uh, regarding midfielders? And the midfielders. There seems to be no consistency anyone but Kent. I completely agree with you. There does seem to be no consistency with anyone Kent. Be seriously considering bringing Ryan Kent in if I hadn't sold him last game week, which I obviously <laughs> did. Um, and if not, I will point you towards the Aberdeen players. Ryan Hedges, Scott Wright, Lewis Ferguson. 
have a think about these guys because uh, Aberdeen have a bare thread squad and they've just won two games in four days. Um, so so they, they look like they'll be up there again this season, certainly the top three or four of the, of the team. One other, um, and I'm practicing what I preach all this, this week, one other uh, midfielder that's caught my eyes, a bit of a pun at this point, but I've been talking about Samirin and I like their chances over the next uh, you know few weeks. Jamie McGrath um, has been playing well, kind of a winger, attacking mid. Um, he's played every game so far, almost every minute on the pitch, and I thought he's looked impressive at 3.1 million uh, with 12 points um, already. He's um, you know he's got as many points as, as Christie Albee. He's played a bit more, and I think he's just he he's one to kind of watch. So he would be my little tip to maybe think about going forward. But I think that the question remains unanswered in terms of midfielders. Um, nobody has, apart from Kent, really stepped up and, and sort of made themselves, um, you know, undroppable. Agreed. Next question here we have from FPL Royalty. Gents, is the goalkeeping position dead outside of the old firm? The game is not set up for goalkeepers. Is it worth set and forget the cheapest and accept in reality you're fielding 10 players or invest in the old firm? Uh, good question. I mean, interestingly... You know, it's not as bad as you think when I was, you know, going through it earlier when I was giving those, you know, stats about, you know, most expensive, um, you know, players in each position and have they scored double figures. Actually, five of the 10 most expensive goalkeepers have scored double figures. Um, Marciano has obviously been the pick of them with 25 points. You know, but guys like Laidlaw, um, who are down there, Almwick, Seagrass, I think, you know, one of the three of them looks great. If you've got on the McLaughlin um, bad wagon, yeah, that's obviously served you really well too. I mean, I don't think it's dead. Uh, I think it's another one that remains to be seen. It might level itself out, but yeah, I, th I think it's. I think for us to write off the goalkeeping position this early in the season would be a little bit mental. Yeah, um, so there's, it, there's got to be value in there, guys. Right? I mean, it, it is just starting to make me think: Is Barkas the one you just go for? Um, you know, Celtic assets are quite difficult to choose just now, apart from Eddie. Um, you know, the defenders. There's, there's there's no there's not a huge amount of um, consistency coming from them. the same in midfielders. So maybe you get Barkas, and you know, it's obvious where to go with Rangers. You need your Barisic's, you need your Tabs. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you take your extra old firm exposure and get the Celtic keeper in there. That, that, that's a possibility. Um, FPL regret. Did Kimar Roth, as Scobie pointed out, make it way into your plans? Itten is priced out of the game, in my opinion. But if Morelos is finished, then he might be a route in. Or should you stick with Rangers defence and Celtic to attack? This seems to be emerging as a bit of a template. Uh, I'm going to go with my own view on it. Uh, two Rangers players at the back as a bare minimum, and yes, bring Ruth in. Uh, short and sweet answer. Nice. Uh, Fantasy Football Scout, who's doing probably one of the best jobs on Twitter, just guiding us through the minefield that is Scottish football, yep. has asked for our best replacement for Kevin Nisbet. Scobie, we're not going to justify it. You just have to say one striker. Gun to your head. Um... Christian Deutsch. Christian Deutsch. I'm going to say Obika. Shock. Uh, next one. Um, this guy's got uh, Turnbull. Uh, Faith Saladin has got Turnbull plus three Celtic players and Nisbet. If Turnbull moves, moves this week, should I take him out and should I take Nisbet out for a hit as well? 
Uh, sorry, you have to take. So you've got to take Turnbull out. Take Turnbull out. I wouldn't. I'd actually sit on this bit for a week for hits. Like, fair enough if you don't have. To, if you haven't already made your one transfer for the week, but just think, you know, the hit's going to cost you minus four. So that striker you're bringing in, you're banking on scoring at least one goal and trying to read through the lines of um, Jack Ross's interview, I think Nisbet will be back within at least uh, not more than two games week, game weeks. Yeah, I agree. And I think, um, I don't think you can justify keeping Turnbull in the team if he does join Celtic. I mean, it's just so crowded. There's so many mouths to feed in that Celtic midfield, um, especially from the fancy point of view. Surely you can't keep him. Um, he's not going to be uh, first name on the sheet on the team sheet by any by any stretch of the imagination. So uh, I think you probably got to get rid of them. Quality, uh, I like this one. FBL Bobag Andy Haji has been absolute dug me so far. Is it time for me to get rid of him? And who would be the best replacement? Scooby. Um, I'm gonna say because I still believe in him and their schedule. Give Chris Parker a go. Don't try and do anything too wild. Um, around the same price point, I would go for Bark. There you go. Very good. Uh, should we take a look at our uh, fantasy football league table? Thanks very much, as always, guys, for getting in touch with us. Uh, it really means a lot. Uh, trying to trying to give you some advice on questions. <laughs> But, yeah, I'll uh, get back to the, the Fancy Football Pod League. Uh, again, thanks uh, to anyone that joined this week. We are over 50 now, so that's exciting. Um, so, uh, again, at the top, it's Haji Honor, uh, another team which does not feature Haji, uh, quite rightly. <laughs> but, yeah, well done to Craig Morrison uh, on 284 points, building up a bit of a stretch there. The Queen's 11, uh, you and Stephen just behind him. And then in third, also Queen's 11, Ian Finlay, another original name, but well done, Ian. Uh, so, yeah, really good, tight at the top there. Uh, and I'm in sixth, for those that were wondering. John, I oh, can't even find you, where are you? I'm Green Arrows. Uh, the good thing about starting so badly is that you often will get a Green Arrow each week. So I will slowly make my way up that leaderboard. It's the long season, Scooby. Exactly, John. I think that basically covers us. A uh, good week of end of fixtures to, to look forward to again. Uh, we'll obviously be back next week to um, analyse it. We'll be on Twitter. Um, I'm sure making decisions right down to the wire. So if you're having any last minute dilemmas, uh, drop us a tweet and we'll try and help you out. For me, thanks again for listening. Um, we'll speak to you next week. Yeah, thanks so much again, listeners. We're absolutely loving this season and we could not do it without you. So we'll look forward to chatting to you again next week. All the best for the weekend in Fantasy Football Scotland. Take care.